You're tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. This podcast is being brought to you by my inspiring new book titled Courage is a Muscle, Using Heart to Power Your Entrepreneurial Dreams. You can grab your copy today on Amazon. Hey, what's up, y'all? Thanks so much for tuning in and checking out another hot episode of SOB Style of Business, the podcast. This is your host, Keetra, and today we are here with another wonderful guest. I'm speaking with Dave Ruel. Hope I pronounced that correctly, Dave, yeah, to, to your yeah, approval. That, that, was, that was perfect French right there. <laughs> All right. Good, good, good. <laughs> and hey, guys, Dave, Dave is a serial entrepreneur. He's also an international speaker. He is a former competitive physique athlete, and he is the author of a wonderful new book called Done by Noon, How to Achieve More by Noon Than Any Other Entrepreneurs in a Full Day. And I can't wait to dissect some of the things in this book because I, I need it like yesterday. So we, we're definitely <laughs> excited to be talking to Dave about his new book and learning how we can really uh, scale the productivity and to be a little bit more mindful when it comes to time management as entrepreneurs and, you know, not only that, but in our personal lives as well. So without further ado, Dave, you are the man. How are you doing today? Go ahead and drop that intro. We appreciate you being a guest. Oh, well, thank you for having me always. I love being uh, on, on podcast and uh, I appreciate being on yours. So no, it's great. You know, um, it's a great day today. It's sunny. I live in, in northeastern uh, New Brunswick in Canada, and uh, it's a great day. And uh, right after this, I'm going to take my boat and go for a drive. There's a nice spot here where you can just actually, uh, very wild, it's a wild beach, but it's not like on an island. Yeah. And uh, I just go there. It's maybe 20 minutes boat right from my house, and I'm just going to hang out there. And I got one of my friends actually who's camping down the river, so I'm going to pick him up, and uh, we're going to go there. So. Yeah, life is good, man. Wow. It's, I tell you what, it sounds good. And if I could, I would warn you ahead of time that if you see any Texas plates pulling across the border, the Canadian border, <laughs> you know, kind of embarging on your, your campgrounds and trying to get a little bit of that freedom, it would be me. You know, <laughs> so look, I'm excited to to talk about, you know, what you have put into this book, because I think a lot of us, we don't really understand how much time we waste when it comes to just kind of building businesses and you know, just really trying to scale, you know, a lot of us stay in the stuck, uh, the startup mode for years and years, and it really just kind of comes down to what we're really able to get done. So I want to talk about that. But before we jump into that, Dave, go ahead and give us a little bit of your background story for those of us who, who aren't familiar, because I know you, you, you have so much going on and there's a lot of things that um, that we're looking forward to learning. But let me let's let's start with a just a brief background of how you got into entrepreneurship. Yeah, you know, so uh, as you said, you know, I've, I've, uh, fitness was my initial passion, and that's what actually got me into business. I'll tell you that in, in a moment. But I started working out at like an early, like in my teen years, and uh, quickly became pretty obsessed with it. Um, I was, I became an amateur bodybuilder, business, like a fitness coach. I, I ended up actually coaching uh, national level athletes, and um, and yeah, based I I I. At the time, so 14 years ago, when I started my, my first business, when I started online, you know, uh, 
having an online business was kind of not the norm, you know, like yeah. I, I didn't know anyone who had a, an online business or anything like that, but, um, and I didn't intend to have a business, but I was competing for the story. So that kind of the origin story of what, like how I got in business, I was competing in, in St. John's Newfoundland and, uh, I, uh, I stayed at, at, so I, I, I I was not making money at the time, you know, I was kind of a typical broke fitness coach. And, uh, I, I posted on, on the forum on the message board at the time, uh, I posted saying like, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm flying over. I'm, I'm traveling to uh, St. John's for, uh, for a show. Anyone wants to share a hotel room or like to split the cost to, you know, anyone who's from out of town. And, um, yeah. And that guy named Lee Hayward actually was like, listen, I'm competing too. Um, I got a couch in my basement. You can crash there and uh we'll hang out like yeah. perfect so i land there i meet lee and i didn't know what he was doing i've known him from the local circuits because he was a pretty accomplished bodybuilder and it's like okay cool well you know it's gonna be nice to get to know him but what i've learned from him is that he was actually running his business online for the past like 10 years oh. and he was like and and we're talking now in 2007, right? So uh, for, since 19, since 19, I think 97, he had his his, uh, his own bodybuilding website, and he was selling coaching, he was selling digital products, supplements, different things. I was like, and he was making six figures a year doing so. I was like, oh wow, yeah. okay, well, I need to know how you are doing that, <laughs> right? And, so I I kind of traded uh, my 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 obsession for fitness with uh, another obsession for online businesses and uh, I launched my first uh started my first business in 2007 part-time went full-time in 2009 and uh, with uh, a business that was called the muscle cook so the muscle cook was we were providing uh, nutritional solutions and, and and meal plans um and recipes for bodybuilders and people who want to lose you know build muscle or, or lose fat so I launched that and we had cookbooks we had different things and the business did really, really well. That was really the beginning of like, you know, the online bit, like of, of selling things online. I mean, you know, it, it was just, it, it, it was just the beginning. So, uh, I started that, uh, kind of was, became kind of an, an OG in the Canadian, uh, fitness marketing space and, uh, kind of made a name for myself there. Uh, from there I had the opportunity to start like a publishing company. So, you know, okay. coaches saw what I was doing and they were like, well, how can I do the same thing? So we were pretty much taking them and, uh, and building their old, uh, you know, online publishing infrastructure and websites and membership sites and products and everything. And we did that for uh, a few years until I had the opportunity to invest in a supplements company called Bioptimizers. And uh, we went, we did uh, a nice, uh, nice turnaround with that company, sold uh, the company in 2016, my shares of the company in 2016. And uh, from there, I was pretty much free as a bird. So I, I had the opportunity to start uh, coaching entrepreneurs. And so I took back my my own uh, my old coaching um, skills and yeah. run it business this time and uh, and when I started and you know it's surprise it was surprising for me because I, I it's like you know it's like the thing that is always there in front of you it's normal for you but it's not normal for most people exactly. is that most entrepreneurs really really struggle at not only just managing their time but managing themselves as entrepreneurs mm. and uh, I was. I, I, well, I was lucky enough to make uh, all the mistakes in the books early on in my career and understanding that, you know, different things. And one of the things that I understood is that there's a lot of similarities between physical fitness, 
and operating as an entrepreneur. Like how you, you know, operate as an athlete right. is very similar to how you should operate as an entrepreneur. And uh, I pretty much, you know, created systems for myself uh, after after burning out and you know doing doing everything uh, everything that I should not be doing. And um, and yeah, so I I I shared you know my uh, these tools and these systems with my students, and they were like, okay, well, you know, that's a game changer. You know, they didn't need more. You know, tactics and strategy yeah. and things like that. What they needed was a way for them to really operate at their best potential. And uh, so that that became Effect. That became a, a new company for me. And uh, we standardized, you know, as I said, the systems. The Effect Planner was born. And uh, and from there, I guess, like the, the need for me to share the whole thing with, with everybody through a book called Done by Noon. Uh, and a book that we launched earlier this year. And, uh, and yeah, so we're doing that. And now like the methodology, methodology obviously has, has, has became quite popular amongst the entrepreneurs. We're uh, now actually um, certifying coaches on the, on the methodology so they can share it now with their, uh, with their students, with their, uh, with their coaching clients. And uh, yeah, we're, we're gaining some steam internationally with the methodology and, uh, it uh, it really resonates a lot with entrepreneurs just because we're making that parallel between sports performance and entrepreneurial performance. And uh, it seems that, you know, obviously people, it's very relatable for most people. Yeah. No. And I, I tell you what, one of the things that you just mentioned, like the the being able to understand how the performance, you know, it relates not only to what you were doing as a competitive athlete, but also as an entrepreneur. And I think a lot of us, we don't understand that getting a lot of things done is that doesn't actually mean that it's productive, right? It doesn't mean that you have um, been effective at doing the things that need to be done. Cause there's a lot, there's always stuff to, that you have to do, you know, and, and even the things that you don't want to do. So when you talk about putting different systems in place, like, I, I guess a, my question would be like, how important is that? Cause you got a lot of people that'll, that'll get up and they'll go through a routine, right. And they'll just keep doing a routine, keep doing a routine and not really realizing that it's not helping, you know, and they're hoping for a breakthrough, but like how effective is it to have a specific system uh, in place? Yeah. You know, I, I think people rely too much on, on, on tactical stuff. Right. You yeah. Know, it's, 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 you, you're going to hear that. Oh, I have this routine and have this and have that. And, and I'll be honest, like, yeah, you know, it's, you know, tact- there's tactical stuff that works, but, you know, collecting tactics will not make it a system, just like a collection exactly. of exercises yeah. won't make a, an exercise, a program, right? When you're into fitness, for example, so you have a goal, right? You want to, I don't know, lose 10 pounds or build muscle or, you know, you have very specific things that you want to achieve. I mean, just collecting little you know, little tactics, little shortcuts won't, won't make it a program. It needs to make, it needs to make sense. Um, you need to understand that it needs to fit into, uh, into, uh, into a specific, you know, order into something that makes, that makes a lot of sense. So alignment is very important. It's understanding where, um, where, where you're going, understanding what you want to achieve and, you know, what do I need to do in order to do that? So, once you um, once you do that, you have you have to understand. Okay, well, the next year I want to build ten pounds of muscle, right? right? So now you're going to look at the next uh, the next ninety days and you can say, okay, well, this program 
will help me, you know, maybe gain more strength. Okay. Because the more stronger I am, the more I'm going to be able to lift weights, the more muscles we're going to be able to build. So you're going to start that and then you're going to move and you're going to be focusing on the next 90 days and you're going to make a plan that, Hey, on Monday, I'm going to be work. I'm going to be training chest because it's international chest day Monday. (laughs) Right. That'll work. Yeah. (laughs) That'll work. But, uh, you know, you, you have to make this type of plan. So I think it's understanding that, understanding that, okay, well, there's a destination. There's something I need to be clear on where I want to go. Let's set the goals accordingly. And the thing is that we, um, when you do that, when you set, set these goals and be very clear, now you can start building a system that it works for you. So that's the thing with the Epic methodology. It's not like a cookie cutter system. Exactly. It is. There's steps you need to follow, but you need to do what works for you and what is, you know, with your own context, with your own unique context. And I think people forget that. You know, we see this, we talk about in the book about ambition appropriation, meaning that too many people just look at other people and establish their success, you know, their, their, their goals based on other people's ambitions right. that, oh, I need to make a million dollars. I need to do this. And I, I need to have the Lamborghini. And like, do you really care about it? Like, why? Why are you doing that? And it's asking the right questions. So we always start the methodology by establishing a clear pick. We call that the big picture. It's establishing a crystal clear picture of what do you want your life to look like? You know, if you're on the top of the mountain, what does that look like? And believe it or not, a lot of most of the motivational factors that people have are not related to money. They're just related. Money is a means to an end. It's like the fuel that will get you there. But it's like health, relationships, happiness, you know, things that make you happy. So it changes the way you see things. And then from there, it's like, okay, well, I've been doing it wrong because I, I thought that in order to be successful, I had to do this and I need to do that. And that does not work because like I was getting advice from a single guy in his forties and I'm a mom in her thirties and mm-hmm. I have yeah. two young kids and that's just not, you know, the seven step morning routine just doesn't work for me. Um, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and it's true. And I think a lot of people put a lot of pressure on themselves to just like perform under standards that are not theirs, wow. you know? And, uh, and, and that's really what it is. You know, we, Done by Noon, it's a leadership book disguised as a productivity book, you know, because when you think about Done by Noon, the thing that attracts you with Done by Noon, it's going to appeal to something that you don't have right now because you're busy, you have you know, too much to do, right. you're overwhelmed. Like, that would be so nice to be done by right. noon. Right, exactly. How can I do that? And you know what? Breaking news, when you read the book, I show you actually how you can be done by noon, but that doesn't mean that you need to be done by noon. Right. You know, the book is actually to teach you how to prioritize what's really important. And it's, it's, it's understanding why, like the, the art of working right. And the way you work right is aligned with what you want to do, you know, aligned with your strengths, obviously, and also, you know, leveraging different systems, things like that, obviously. But, it's not about working less. It's yeah. really about working right, working properly. And this is the thing, like you're going to bench press with bad form. Well, guess what? Like the, the stronger yeah. you get, you will get stronger, but you, you will get injured in the process later down the road because with bad form, 
and heavy weights are not going to be able to sustain that. The same thing with business. Like if you work with a bad form, if you work with a bad system that's not based on your own context, and you're going to keep building some, you know, wow. the workload yeah. is going to keep building, or guess what? You're going to crumble under pressure and you will burn out. So the, the, the book is really about uh, self-leadership. Uh, it's really about understanding, you know, you as an entrepreneur, you in your own context, putting things into perspective and understanding what you should put in place for you in order to do that. We obviously give, you know, tips and strategies and tactics, but that doesn't mean that you're going to need to apply everything or everything to a T for, if you're not, for it to work. And if you don't implement one thing, it's not going to work. Right. You know what I mean? You need to apply it for you. Exactly. No, and I, I love the fact that this is customized for the reader or the, the person who is actually um, taking in the information. Like there's, like you said, there's no one size fits all. There's no cookie cutter approach. And you know what? I, I'm, I'm interested to get your thoughts on the whole entrepreneurial culture when it comes to like the hustle mentality. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, go as hard as you can for as long as you can in order to, to reach X, Y, Z goal. Like, what, what are your thoughts on that? It's the exact same thing. It's ambition appropriation. Like, like who decides what is good for someone? Right. Like, only you can decide that. I mean, you know, it's, the, 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 the modern entrepreneurial culture is extremely toxic. I think right. now yeah. we're, 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 we're opening the discussion now about mental health about happiness, you know, about, you know, true fulfillment, you know, fulfillment through work. And, and there's, I, I think things are changing now, but the culture is still toxic, has been very toxic for years. I think as weird as it is, the pandemic really opened up a lot of eyes on things that were not working in the workplace. Yeah. So how, how you were working as entrepreneurs, like, because you were there are things you couldn't do anymore. You know, there were things that, Hey, took more time or that, Hey, it changed. It changed. It changed the way how people, you know, saw work and people started understanding that, Oh, I can work from home and be even more productive. Mm, yeah. I can work. And there's many countries who implemented the four day work week, we're talking Iceland, New Zealand, smaller countries, but they, they did that. And what they're seeing, people are happier. And people are more productive, productive yeah. because guess what? They are organizing themselves. They're like, hey, I have less time, but the goals are still the same, right. you know, but I have less time. To, so now I need to organize. Now I need to prioritize properly, you know? So it, it, it works. And people have, when you give people control over your schedule, it's not going to be perfect at first, right. you know, but they will get better they will start to make their own systems for themselves that works. And this is how you're going to have happier, better retention as an employer or, you know, so many things, right? And as entrepreneurs, the same. You have to understand that. You have to experiment it and not being, um, being feeling pressured because some dude on YouTube tells you that you have to be a hustler. Right. I mean, you're going to look, I mean, you have kids, Kitra. Exactly. I mean, yeah. you know, you're, you, you know, like it, it, it just changes things. I have two daughters, two young daughters. I mean, it's, you, I'm, I'm not working the same way that I was when I was a 26 right. year old, you <laughs> right. know, yeah. it was just me and my wife, you know, it's, 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 
it's different. I'm 39 now. My energy levels are different. You know, I work out. I'm, I'm in shape. I, I, I you know, I, I take care of myself. However, I, my energy management needs to be, I need to be more careful with that. I need to pay more attention to my energy. So things change. So, I mean, stop listening to all this and, and, and make something that works for you. And you're going to realize some things that when you're aligned, and when you understand what you should prioritize, and you know, there's things as an entrepreneur that types of tasks we talk about it in the book, the four types of entrepreneurial tasks that every single entrepreneur is going to have. But once you know how to prioritize them, and you know how to optimize, you know, your processes and optimize uh, these types of tasks, mm-hmm. now you're getting some. So the, the main thing that you're going to get that you're going to that you're going to acquire with this is space and when you have space in your business that gives you the flexibility right and flexibility gives you time to actually think things through takes the time to actually maybe you don't need to rush you know you can take a lot of time and more than often when it's time to make good decisions you're going to make better decisions and better decisions are going to lead to actually more space and more productivity and you know i see productivity as, as as really as a as a byproduct, you know, yeah. it's a byproduct of working right and working efficiently, you know. Exactly. Yeah, that's the most important thing is being able to be efficient. What, what do you think about, you know, sometimes as entrepreneurs, we feel like we have to have our things in everything, you know, and, and I know like the micromanagement is an issue for some people. But like, mm-hmm. what do you, what's your what is your take on just being able to delegate and outsource the things that you know, maybe we're not really equipped to do, but we can do it. It's just going to take a little bit more time. Do you think it's more, um, do, do you recommend like maybe looking to outsource? What do you think is more beneficial for that person who's just trying to, um, you know, make sure that things get done, but not get overwhelmed in the process? Yeah. You know, I think if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner, I mean, you will have at one point to, unless you want to stay a solopreneur for the rest of your life and that's fine too. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and, and you're going to have to learn, you know, how to delegate, how to outsource, how to automate properly. Right. And uh, we shared that in the book, too. We have a map actually on, on how to make decisions when it comes to delegating, automating and outsourcing. And uh, we call that the DOA process. And honestly, like if you don't do that, uh, if you don't learn to trust, you know, that some people are better than you at most things, because the truth is most people like you're going to like you're only good at a very limited number of things or, or good enough like that it's worth for like keeping for you. Yeah. Obviously, let's be honest, when you start a business, you're going to have to wear many hats and that is fine. The key is that you don't make it a permanent thing. It's understanding, having enough self-awareness, that building enough self-awareness in the process, that understanding what you should start you know, delegating outsources, outsourcing or automating in the process. And when you do that and you do that gradually and understand that it's not a one-time occurrence, like you're not going to take everything that you don't want to, you know, one day and drop it on someone else's lap. It doesn't happen like that. It goes through a process of actually building process, a process of understanding, you know, how things are done yeah. and how they should be done and then trusting competent individuals to actually do it even better than you do. And I'm a big believer in empowerment. I think, you know, when you, when, that's, a, that's a funny thing. You know, when you, when you grow a business, you go from sell a good, need to be a good self-leader first. That's the base. 
Dunbar Noon talks a lot about self-leadership. Like that's a priority. But then in order to be, you know, you need that in order to become a good business leader. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I, and I believe that be, to be a good business leader, you need the number one skill that is learning how to empower others through your systems that you have, but also your communication, your caring, I mean, your empathy, whatever, whatever is needed in order to have people perform under your own, you know, businesses. And once you do that, that becomes magic. You're like, okay, how, why did I not like hire an assistant before that? You know, not only are you going to make more money, but you're going to have a better business. Like period. I, I was, fortunate and i'm so grateful for the great you know integrators that i had in my businesses over the years you know i'm talking about guys like 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 joey vinecourt andy wilkinson andy wilkinson uh kimberly bohannon and and i get cedric now uh i mean shout out to them because they're smarter than me yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. no, I understand. I, I, like i mean you know i we're we're creative people entrepreneurs are creative they're pra- we're practical artists and and most of us are not that great at operating. And trust me, when you find a good operator, when you find a good integrator, this is when you can actually when this is when your superpowers are really going to start shining, you know. And uh, I think that as entrepreneurs, that's our responsibility is to make these these superpowers shine in order to create, you know, to, to offer creative solutions to the world problems. Wow. Yeah. And I, you know, and speaking of a solution, I know that you, in addition to the book, there's this nice planner, the ethic um, planner that goes along with that. And so when you talk about organization and just, you know, having a solution to what you need to do and being able to follow tasks, like tell us, tell us a bit about how that works hand in hand with, with the book so that people can, you know, prioritize organizing. Yeah. That's that's a big plus. So so the book, as you read the book, yeah, so basically the book we share. So first of all, we, we start the book with a big dose of self-awareness regarding entrepreneurial leadership. So we establish five truths about uh, life and business as entrepreneurs. And there are things that you might know already, but there are things that you might be like, okay, I never saw it that way. I never, I never saw it from this perspective. And the goal is to make you understand how, how we operate as entrepreneurs because we all have patterns. We're not mm-hmm. that different. Yeah, We're, we have uniqueness. You know, I talked about you know us being unique in, in our own personal context, but our the way we operate is not very different. You know, we all have a specific ways of seeing things, and um, and we established that. And we might the goal here is to make you you know as I said have a different perspective. Yeah. Um, we present you the philosophy. So what's our philosophy? How we see things? You know, I talk about self leadership. You before the business. You know, treating yourself like an athlete. You know, having an efficiency first mindset about productivity. You know, and and understanding leverage too. And from there, we guide you through the four steps. And the four steps will really go in detail and the why and everything. And we we actually you can do the exercises as you read the book. We give you like a PDF kit too that you can go download and you can do all the exercises. And once you're, once you're ready, once you understand, the planner is really like the condensed daily practical tool that you're going to have that's going to keep you aligned, that's going to make you, you know, that's going to help you um, implement 
on a daily basis, you know, yeah. and, and, and use that as a sale, as kind of guardrails for your journey. You know, you can go very fast on the highway, but guess what? When there's no guardrails, the possibility of you, you, added, yeah. you know, going yeah. <laughs> drifting and going <laughs> in the ditch higher. Right. Now you have some have something that keeps you aligned and you have you, you you have to follow the lines if you want. But guess what? You're still responsible for your own journey. You know, you are responsible for the workload. You are responsible for the type of vehicle that you drive along that highway, you know, and and that's why we established that. So that's the, the planner is the, the practical tool. And uh, I think once you understand them, it's like working out, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to be, you know, I mean, the first couple of weeks you go to the gym, it's weird. You know, you're, you're awkward. You don't know how to go around some exercises. You're weak. I mean, it, it's just not the best, but mm-hmm. guess what? You do that. You trust the process. And after a year, you're a beast. Well, guess what? That's the same thing here. You have to keep practicing. You have to do your reps and then it becomes second nature and then it becomes a lot easier. And this is when, once you do that, it just changes things, you know, and I always say, Hey, if you're willing to, if you want to commit to that, don't look for a bunch of, of tactics. You're not going to have that. I said, yeah. there's some yeah. tactics you can implement, have fast results, but the goal is for not, it, it, it's not for you to collect, you know, tactics. The goal is for you to understand how you operate. And just like you would work out, understand your body mechanics, understand, you know, how to perform uh, your, your exercises, your workouts properly and give it time. And after six months, you know, if you give it six months, you will see results. You will see noticeable, measurable results. And that's the exact same type of advice that we give regarding to uh, the EFIC methodology. Wow. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you what, I definitely look forward to seeing the measurable results. Like that's the biggest thing, you know, sometimes we don't, we don't even know what we've accomplished specifically. You know, you don't even have like um, specific goals. You just kind of set out and when things get done, they get checked off a list. So I, I truly look forward to finishing the read. You know, I, like I said, I got started and just being able to incorporate the planner. I think that's, that's, I'll, I'll report back to you <laughs> how things are looking on my end, Dave, but uh, I'm definitely excited to, uh, to be able to understand like where you're going with just kind of saving people from burnout and just getting that freedom back. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's the biggest thing, right? We want to have a little bit more freedom and time to do what we want to do. A hundred percent, you know, and, and, and I think, you know, one of the concepts that we talk about in the book too, is that, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I want to work life balance. Well, guess what? I don't like the word. I don't like work life balance because that implies that these are two competing forces. Right, you know, yeah. and it's not a work. It's not bad. As an entrepreneur, work is amazing. I don't know about you, but I love to work. Yeah. That's one of what my favorite things to do. I love to create. I think, I think it's a beautiful thing. And the ability to be able to create and work and, and come up with solutions. I mean, it's for me, it's, it's the, one of the greatest gifts of my life, you know. And we talk about the work-life harmony because we're not unidimensional beings. Like we, mm-hmm. we have families. We have spouses, we have houses, we have environments that we love, you know. I have a river, I have a boat that I want to go and use, you know what I mean? Like yeah, <laughs> all yeah. the, all these things. And it's how you harmonize the whole thing. So we talk about the concept of work-life harmony, and it's a dance. It's, you know, sometimes you're going to have to work harder, and, you know, obviously you will have a little bit less time for your family, and that's fine, as long as you understand that it's a dance, that sometimes... You know, work will take the lead a little bit more, but your life is still there. 
And sometimes, and sometimes the other, you know, life will take the lead and your work will still be there. Your business will still be there, but life is going to take the lead. And, you know, when you look at professional dancers, the way to do that, like the partners, the way the partners move with each other and take, you know, the leads, that's a, and it forms a beautiful thing, a beautiful harmony. Mm-hmm. Think about it like that. You know, it's like the yin and the yang and it, it just fits. So don't think about it as, oh, I got to do this and I got to do that. And okay. if, I, if I stop doing this, I'm going to have more time. No, it, 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 you got to change your paradigm. You got to change the way you see it. Right. Harmonize, harmonize, guys. All right. Perfect. Well, before we get ready to wrap up, Dave, I want to ask you to leave a couple of words of encouragement to the listeners and also for the people who want to go ahead and grab the book and the planner, let us know where we can grab that online and uh, leave your social media handles if there's anyone that wants to reach out and connect as well. It was pretty choppy, Akitra, but uh, I think you said, like, if there's any words of encouragement or where they could get the planners and everything. Uh, you know, my, 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 my word is usually always the same. It's leave yourself first and do you, you know, understand why you're doing your things, have alignment, gain that, gain that perspective, gain that self-awareness, that self-discipline, that self-respect that will build self-leadership. So understand that you are always first. And um, if you want to learn more about what we do, efic.co, E-F-F-I-C.co, or donebynoonbook.com. We're actually still handing away some free copies there, so you can go take a look. All right. So other than that, Dave, we definitely appreciate you being such a great guest. Look forward to having you back, and you enjoy the rest of your day. All right, Kishore. Thank you. I I got got the last part. So thank you so much. appreciate being there, and, uh, and yeah, have a great day, too. Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Keetra's website updates, just log on to Keetra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.